0: great great we have Asta on the line uh so real quickly um before we jump into this exciting um high value episode uh um, trep lifers my trep life tribe my trep stars I'm very excited today to have um one of the um most inspiring people everyone who knows her says this about her Um, my friend Asta on the podcast Asta can you briefly um, just introduce yourself to the people so they have a little bit more background on you
1: well thank you for such a kind introduction first of all Pete Uh, I'm glad we connected uh, on Facebook and I am transformational coach and basically what i do i help people to become happier healthier and wealthier so my mission is to wake people up from existence so they could step out of their comfort zone and start living their best lives whatever that would be for them because i believe that so many of us are just simply cruising through life and living the life not how actually we want to live, but how society is expecting us to live. So that's very short what I do.
0: Okay. Um, We are actually going to have an episode just dedicated to Asta's journey. Um, But today, we actually, I think, what would you say, a cornerstone of our friendship is us going to events together, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: So yesterday, um, we actually, and Mm -hmm. Um, yesterday, meaning October, what was it, 15th? Yeah. 15th? Um I believe. Yes. Was, we actually went to an event in Chicago called Ascend. Um, and I was actually thinking of going to the event, um, but was kind of on the fence about it. it was so-so. And then I saw Asta was going to the event and she said, come. And so I was like, alright, I'll buy the tickets. And she happened to suggest buying the tickets when they were having a sale, so it was pretty um, inexpensive to go to the event. Um, and so we just want to thank her for that. I also will touch on this. Um, Asta is one of the most referenced people on this podcast, actually. Um, three, maybe more. We've had um, had Inga of course on the show I think Inga's what, episode 9 something like that uh, we've had uh, Mel McSherry on the podcast and we've had Naza on the podcast as well
1: yay so those Beautiful episodes woman. will
0: be coming out yeah, soon so they all speak highly so when you hear their podcast When you hear the discussions and their episodes where they mention Asta, this is Asta. It's the woman behind other women and behind so many great things that are going on right now for her, but we will get into all that later. So how did you first hear, um, we're just going to focus on Ascend today, hashtag Ascend with us. How did you first hear?
1: Actually, I saw the advertising. I believe on Instagram or on Facebook. Yeah. Yes, and it was and heavily
0: were... on both. I, I...
1: Yeah. And we were advertising mostly uh, as Rachel Hollis. So I actually was the first event that I saw her speaking live. Uh, I know that she's focusing more on uh, moms. I'm not a mom, but. I really wanted to see her presence and, and just literally see her life. So, so that that was the main reason why I decided to come to this event, because of Rachel Hollis. What about yourself? What attracted you?
0: Um, I think it was a pretty good lineup the way they advertised it. Um, so I'm, I'm a big fan of Rachel. I, uh, I haven't read the book Girl wash your face but I've been meaning to it's on my um, audible wish list account right Uh, but I I, I really like her presence I enjoy her podcast or uh, when she's being interviewed Um, I think she's providing really um, just good content and she seems very authentic to me which is what I look for um, with different people so,
1: absolutely, absolutely.
0: Um, so I, she was definitely. It, it seemed like a sin was her event that she was putting together. Um, that that's the way it came across through the advertisements to me, and that mm-hmm. she had kind of put like an all-star um, list of people together. Um, but I'm um, after attending the event, I'm not so sure that was the case. How it was organized, but neither here nor there it was um i the the list of speakers was really good
1: yeah i absolutely agree and you know i attended uh, tons of events uh, in the past five six years and i have to say that for the price that you pay yeah like oh man like we got so much value and we got to be able to hear to learn from such an amazing people and to be in the room of so many go-getters it was just a phenomenal value for such a cheap price because i got my ticket for like 14 dollars. there was a sale for a few days it's, it's just unbelievable you know because so often when i see that event is free or it's like cheap like you don't even expect anything like i i have to say i didn't have any expectations I just knew that I want I want to go there. I want to meet new people. I want to just have a great time. I want to take at least one takeaway and that's it. And I think it is so gr- so good when you don't have expectations because we all know that expectations often leads to disappointments. And this time it was like wow, I wasn't expecting to be such a great event. Like literally I have Half of my notebook full of notes and I was so inspired.
0: I liked how that feature, how they gave us all um, workbooks or notebooks mm-hmm. for the event. I thought that was nice.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: They were well designed, well, organized so yeah. Um, I liked the event. Um, I, I too wasn't quite sure what to expect. Uh, but it was, I maybe more or less what I anticipated. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really liked the fact that they had not just the headliner, but they had other people um, come speak as well. That um, to give them an opportunity. Did you? So um, just for context, they were uh, the marketing product placement. They were pitching um, their products from the stage. Did you sign up for any of the products?
1: Right no, now? I I, no, I didn't. No, I didn't at this time. Uh, but I was very interested in uh, Dean Graziose and that he's collaborating with tony robbins and they will do in 2020 uh, fall they will do an event in las vegas for literally the blueprint for a new industry that it's about to boom that's already booming but they they think that is going to be the future so it is an industry of knowledge um, and that was uh, an eye-opener once again to me because we all know that there was agriculture age, then it was industrial age, and now things are changing. world is changing, and now is informational or knowledge age. And people often realize that in order to master some skills, we don't necessarily need to go to a college or to university, pay tons of money, go into debt. We might need to just simply hire someone who's already mastered that skill, hire a coach, join a mastermind, online group coaching groups. So basically, this this is the future. And I'm not saying by any means that going to college or getting a degree is something bad. But I think we just have to be so open-minded and see what works for us best. And instead of just following how society used to expect for us you know everyone has to go to college get a degree i think now it's more valuable what kind of skills do you possess and what kind of skills do you have mastered and and just go out there and make a massive impact and take massive action
0: so um personally i think it could be more beneficial rather than giving all that Tuition money to someone, you could pay for a coach or, a, or really a coach because I, I don't really think you pay for mentors. That's kind of how I make the distinction between them. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's uh, you might be better served.
1: Absolutely,
0: uh, yeah. and yeah.
1: yeah, I can. I have to say that my life changed completely. I like my transformation starting to you know evolved so much faster when I started to work with coaches so and it could be different coaches or different mentors in your life uh, could be a self-development like life coach could be a spiritual teacher I had spiritual teacher business coach uh, then could be like a marketing coach you know any kind of health coach uh, fitness coach so these people are taking you to the next level and and you know I think one of the most important part uh, is like simply accountability because we all need accountability in some areas of our lives and I need accountability and if I know that I want to get the results faster, I hire a coach or I have accountability partner, I join a mastermind, like this is, this is actually what's, what's working for so many people these days and, and this is really going to be a future.
0: So, to you, what is the knowledge um, sharing or knowledge-based uh, industry?
1: Knowledge-based industry. So that's, that's as we as we told. There's books, uh, courses, coaching, masterminds, communities, workshops, uh, group courses, and I don't. I, I have on my on my notebook uh, that right now. This industry, knowledge industry, is one hundred twenty-nine billion dollar industry as of today. So it's it's huge. It's booming, you know.
0: So, um, would you say that you are currently uh, participating in the knowledge industry?
1: Yes, I am. Probably. <laughs> awesome. Yeah.
0: So you're part of that 129 billion boom industry. Yeah,
1: part of. Like a small, very small part. But hopefully, you know, this industry, I believe it's the future because, you know, this industry is not just about um, like some kind of sales. It's about educating people. It's about changing people's lives, about transforming people's lives. It's about helping people to step faster into their potential and mastering faster their skills and, and just encouraging and uplifting them holding hands so i think it's a very beautiful industry very nourishing as well
0: so let's go through the speaking list let's go it's we started off with kevin o'leary right What were some takeaways? Did you have any takeaways for Kevin?
1: For Kevin?
0: Yeah.
1: From Kevin, I actually um, it was interesting. Just she's a from uh, he's from uh, Shark Tank, right? Right. So it was interesting uh, that he mentioned how to pitch uh, to the investors and how like any every business owner has to know the numbers and everyone has to know, like. 90 seconds or less um like presentation you have to be able to introduce yourself and tell what do you do in 90 seconds or less you know no one's gonna wait for you to explain what you do what your business about for like three minutes like 90 90 second pitch uh then that you have to help know your numbers and you have to show investors why they are a good fit why they should invest in you like you have to cast that vision and and really know the numbers and know exactly how your business model works so it was just interesting like i'm not as of right now i don't see myself going into invest talk with investors and pitch some idea but it was interesting just to learn and to know more about from their side how investors think and how we want to be approached what about yourself what was your takeaway
0: So, my takeaway, um, I, Mr. Wonderful is actually one of my favorites of Shark Tank.
1: Uh
0: Um, I, I really just liked how he was being transparent about his mom and his family, how he's raising his kids. I really like the concept of, uh, generational skipping trust. Mm -hmm. That's really cool, um that they're taken care of until their last day of college and then they have to make it on their own so um, I think that's something that maybe I could um, an idea I can incorporate into my family one day Mm -hmm. um, but I I just liked hearing more about his story and how he was talking about freedom and he said freedom for me is the ability he's like I love my work I work hard Monday through Friday, but on the weekend, I'm with my family and I can take them anywhere they want to go in the world and get yeah, that that quality cool. time in. And so, to me I'm like oh, that that sounds like freedom to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um and then then I liked how he gave his time to I can't recall. I have his book. I did a screenshot of it on Snapchat because I was actually going to buy his book. the Because remember, uh, Kevin O'Leary allocated some of his time to another speaker? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of his name right now. I think it was Steven something. Do you remember his name?
1: Oh, uh, He was talking about stocks. Yes, yeah. yes. Stephen Sitchowski? Something
0: like that, yes, yes, yes. Sidhowski. So... And his book right now is on Amazon for $149.95. Um, it's called
1: Trading for Income, right?
0: There's Trading for Income. There's Trade to Retire, I think. And then there's Trading like a Pro.
1: Okay. So, yeah, right.
0: he has, I think, three or four books, actually. But Trading like a Pro is 149 Yeah. And so I was like, whoa, you know. And um, Austin knows this. Um that i have a book addiction right she's witnessed it firsthand (laughs) i i made the joke of when i saw the price for the book i was like i might have just been cured of my book addiction (laughs) because most of the time i would just purchase it but i was like oh yeah but um no definitely i i liked his his talking point i was kind of interested in um reading more about him what he had to offer um, like yourself i didn't um participate or sign up for any of the um bundles or products yeah but i i still mm-hmm. think that they were uh, valuable um i just wasn't mentally um prepared for that so
1: well you know i think like i believe that they also mentioned that um uh, uh, if you would go to dean grazio's speech um and he started, he said that, you know, we have to set our GPS with honesty. So we have to know in life where we are right now. Like really transparent, really honestly where I am at the current moment in my life. And then what, what is the destination? Where I want to go. How it looks like over there, how I'm feeling, what kind of people I'm surrounding, what I'm doing, how much abundance do I have. So basically, and when we've got, we know the destination, when we set our GPS, we must be laser focused, and you know, there will be a lot of opportunities, great opportunities. But I believe that it is also so important to stay in your own lane and uh, like going to these events. Yeah, we had a lot of opportunities that sounded amazing, but like I said myself, okay, is this really aligns with what I'm doing? Is this, you know, maybe this is a great opportunity, but I already made a decision where I'm going. I know my GPS is going a little bit different route. So that's I like, know, for not feeling bad, for not signing up for a training, courses or something else so you know you know where you're going maybe it's not your path and that's okay so just just to know well, I wanted to add this that um, laser focus is very important and and as we are entrepreneurs I believe we are so open-minded and sometimes uh, all of opportunities uh, gets also so distracted right
0: not well, every opportunity is for you even though it could yeah, be a good opportunity
1: exactly and some of them look so good and so nice and you know people can represent it so nice but you know we are not robots we are just humans and pick one two and just go with that you know you cannot uh, start to join every single company after every event or you know every different uh, i don't know different entrepreneurial journey you know because when you will do so many stuff, well maybe you're not gonna ascend so much in one field. Yeah. So I think it's it's good to laser focus on one or two things.
0: Hashtag ascend, hashtag ascend with us.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: So I'm trying to Okay, so I believe after Steven it was we took a break, right? And then it was, Yeah. Um there were lots of breaks throughout it, which was um good. I think, um, and then
1: it was Mary Buffett. Mary Buffett, yeah, yeah.
0: What did you think about Mary Buffett? What were some takeaways?
1: Uh, well, about she was talking about finances, as I understand. Uh, Warren Buffett was her a uh, stepfather, right?
0: Her father-in-law, yeah. Uh,
1: father-in-law, yeah. Uh, so. I don't have too many takeaways actually from Mary.
0: Um, I didn't either, to be honest.
1: I, I was listening, but I was not taking any notes. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, as it, everywhere, I understand like it's it's all about. But when it comes to investments, it's all about taking risks. It's all about working. It's 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 it's, it's you no. Know, it's all about being laser focused. It's all about. Um, sometimes saying no to things being very disciplined uh, knowing what you invest in because you have to do some research you know Um, but basically uh, I don't really have too many takeaways from her speech to be honest
0: Um, it was probably the most concise speech or talk throughout the whole event Um, and to me it really came across more of she was kind of building up hype for her book, um, mm-hmm. but I would say um, I thought it was very interesting because um, I, I really didn't have a firm reference to who Mary Buffett was. I assumed she was related to Warren Buffett somehow, some way, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the book Buffettology. Yeah. So it was really cool to me that she was formerly married to um, Warren Buffett's son. Right, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she was initially approached to write a, a like a a more um, salacious book about Warren Buffett's personal life. Mm-hmm. it's was just like, well, I think you know, getting people the information about how Warren invests in his business and his financial acumen would be more interesting. So I I really respected how she took that route um, mm-hmm. with with the book, and it wasn't a tell-all book or anything like that. It was really just about how you can be uh, an investor the principles that Warren follows. So,
1: Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: that, that was my main mm-hmm. takeaway. Um, I think I would eventually like to read her book. Um, I, fo- I followed Warren Buffett's career pretty extensively, uh, mm-hmm. so it is of interest to me, um, but it might be a while there's some other books ahead of that so who knows yeah.
1: well he, keep it in the list yep
0: yep <laughs> um, so then I who was after her
1: Marcus Lamones
0: no there was someone there was a couple people in between right
1: oh there was a Jerry Robert. he was talking about writing a book he was not
0: uh, a, the main speakers the, the headliner speaker. yeah yeah. There, yeah. There, there were a lot of um, secondary um, speakers there, and I, I thought most of them did a really good job. I, I wish their names were on the list somewhere, um, just so that you know you could keep track of it. But the, and the, they also had their own programs that they were able to um, pitch from the stage and everything, so. was a good opportunity for that yeah okay and so then it went yeah then it went marcus did you cry when marcus gave his talk
1: i didn't but i was so stoked how he was able to i'm not saying a perform but how he was able to be present, go deep and literally get get into people's emotions and into people's lives. Like like if anyone attended the Tony Robbins events, how he's on a spot going deep with people one-on-one. So that was that was Marcus. And I was just I actually I saw him first time live event and I didn't know what to expect. I thought that he's gonna be just speaking on the stage. But he was walking in a room and digging deep in people's wise, like seven levels deep and and putting people on a spot. And I really loved it how he just literally, there was no prepared speech. Well, maybe he had some bullet points, but how he changed his speech uh, for, depending on what people said, you know, depend, depending on the people's... Uh, stories that I was just so so amazed by by his presence and his sharp mind and and his honesty and realness and he shared his story and his struggles and and his you know um ego that he played with him and how he overcome it so I think that was very powerful just because I believe that vulnerability is a new power is a new strength these days and we all know that authenticity is is the most powerful thing so he did a wonderful job yeah what about yourself what was for you the biggest takeaway from his from his performance
0: well you know i'm a huge uh, the profit fan right that's probably mm-hmm. if not my one of my favorite reality tv shows if not um, my favorite it's right up there as well in terms of business shows that I watch actually I'm going to put you on the spot and you're going to answer a trap life um, first question I I've, I've had this question written since I started uh trap life but I've never asked it to anyone so you're going oh, to so be the first you're going to be the first I'm going to guinea pig with oh. you the, well, <laughs> let's do it okay Which show do you prefer? Undercover Boss, uh, Shark Tank, or The Prophet?
1: So, to be honest, I don't have TV. Like, I don't have a cable, and I don't watch any TV shows. However, I know Shark Tank because I saw somewhere, uh, maybe, I don't know, YouTube or Facebook. So, but to be honest, I don't watch TV. You don't watch TV. I gave up TV, I don't know, six years ago, maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah, I realized that it was a time waster for me. And I don't watch TV. So sorry, I don't have so, the perfect answer for your question.
0: <laughs> so you, uh, I'm, I'm going with, you, we're, we're, we have an asterisk next to all of it. An asterisk in uh an Asta asterisk, right? But mm-hmm. I, I, I heard Shark Tank, so we're gonna go with Shark Tank as yeah. your answer. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Well thanks for you know this is what happens when you're a first sometimes you don't get those I I love your answer by the way but yeah. You know. Anyways, um yeah so for me um yeah I watched the prophet mm-hmm. uh, not as much as I used to, but I, I watch it. I've, I, I think I'm missing a season or something like that, but I've pretty much seen, normally I could say I've seen every episode of it, but, um, I haven't recently. Um, but so just seeing Marcus and this was actually my first time that I got to see him live. It feels like I've been to a lot of events where he was maybe the speaker, the year before or he's the speaker the year after but somehow never right when I'm there so um, it was really cool just to kind of see him in person and um, you know uh, I, I, I just loved how he, he was very funny um, I think he was the person that we see on The Prophet but we got to peel back more layers I liked how involved he was with the crowd the crowd control was amazing Um, and I, I think he he set like Rachel up not that she needed to be set up for success but I think he got the crowd like super pumped up and like in just a very vulnerable and open sort of uh, mindset.
1: I absolutely agree. I think like he brought emotions in every one of us, even if not everyone expressed it, but everyone was touched by his like open heart. And I also want to mention how he, he said that it is okay if you don't have all of the answers. especially for us leaders and entrepreneurs you know we got asked a lot of like a lot of questions often and we feel bad like especially I'm guilty of doing that we feel bad if I don't have all of the answers but as you said like it is okay to not have all of the answers and that doesn't make you less in any way and I just needed to hear that reminder especially me I needed to hear that reminder and um, i'm so grateful i i put on my notebook this one as well i
0: i echo that i need to hear that often because i think as the leader i i know i can't have all the answers all the time but i feel Mm -hmm. like probably 80 90 percent of the time i need to know right Mm -hmm. and i think um maybe sometimes That makes me come off as a know-it-all Or it makes me come off as uh, Maybe not being Vulnerable enough for certain people So Mm -hmm. um, Just that reminder to Kind of create that space where I can Say And and I I think I do this You know okay but maybe I could do more Of it where I say hey you know what I I really don't know Because I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that I, I think saying you know uh, for me when I've started different jobs um, it's taken me a while sometimes to become acclimated so I'll be the one asking product questions and trying to figure things out and and, and I'll say hey I don't know but I'm going to find out that answer for you or let's find this answer together right if I'm talking to a team Um, so I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that but I, I do think that you feel guilty sometimes or like did they lose respect for me because I didn't know that,
1: that that's where our limiting beliefs kicks in that we yeah. are not good enough and and it is so important as I always say we all have them and it doesn't matter how long and how much you are working on your self development on your spiritual journey and you know, working with your coaches we all will have them it's just the matter of how fast do you catch that limiting belief and you realize this is just limiting belief and i am enough and i am smart and i am beautiful and i'm capable and and i'm it is okay to not have all of the answers all the time it doesn't make you any any less so yeah it was it was powerful reminder
0: and I also like how he was talking about having an eating disorder, Mm -hmm. Um, because that's not something that men typically share about themselves. I think men have eating disorders at not the same rate as women, but a significant amount, right? And And it goes undiscussed.
1: I never thought about it, but this is, you are making such a great point. I, I absolutely agree now. Yes. Because we don't often, we don't, I don't actually, I don't hear, I don't see any articles or anything that a man sharing their uh, eating disorders. Mostly it's women.
0: Right. So that's a,
1: that's a great point.
0: Yeah. And so I, I thought that was hard. And, and I like how um, he was talking about how he doesn't have biological children, his businesses are his children, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And how he was adopted. And they actually did an episode of The Prophet where he went back to... Where did he go? He went back to where he was born from. And then I think there's another episode where he went to Cuba. He has some ties to Cuba. Something going on. Um, I can't remember all of it right now. But I, I love his heart for just giving back and... You can tell from the prophet, he's a genuine person. Like he's really doing it for the right reasons. And how that you can, because people say you have to be greedy to make it or you have to be ruthless. And that's not true at all. He's built considerable assets doing this, going to businesses, fixing them, and um, helping good people kind of retain their legacy and their focus and their drive through their businesses and everyone's growing together uh, Mm. the people he has on the show grow, his business partners grow and he's growing as a person Um, but you can just tell that he's emotionally invested as well as being financially invested
1: yes and I think that because he went through a lot of uh, hard times right Uh, dark moments he has this this desire to give to other people and I really loved it how he closed his um, his performance his speech his talk that he he asked all of us to do one thing to give others opportunity that nobody else will so absolutely uh, have you had in mind a person who you want to help
0: Um, For me, I feel like that's a principle that I've built my businesses around, right? Um, That's something that I've built my, I would say, my legacy around. And it's something that I try to implement um, as much as possible. I want to be the person where it's like, I'd rather, um, and shout out to Free Ray Rick Ross um, for kind of echoing a similar sentiment, but he was talking about, I'd rather be the person who got burned giving someone an opportunity than to be the person who said no to someone and I didn't even give someone a shot. And, th- and that's how I feel. I'd rather be burned and deal with that fallout than to say, than to see someone and say, just look at them and just kind of write them off.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just so powerful. Like in that moment, he, when he asked us to help at least one person who's nobody, that nobody else is helping. Like, I had a few people just crossing my mind. Like, it was just so powerful. And and it is, yeah, it's all about, I think, the more people we help, the more money we make. It's all about impact, you know. Right. And And I love that saying, if you want to have a business, you know, know what, like, why you want to have a business first start with why you want to have a business not like how much people how much money you want to make you know that why and most of the times is that why that you want the, the, this that why it must to be bigger than yourself and it's all about helping people it's all about impacting other people's lives um, because actually giving is receiving and, and, and so often we want to you know, we give to one people and we look, oh, what are we gonna get get back? You know, from that person. It's no, but universe sometimes gives you back from completely different person, from different situation, in absolutely different environment, in a different way. But it's 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 you know, the more you will give, the more you will receive.
0: Absolutely. Um, so, and, and to kind of close out. With Marcus, I also liked the part where he was, um, where the woman actually said, Will you give this amazing person who just hasn't received an opportunity an opportunity? Mm-hmm. I thought he handled that really well. And I thought he handled all of his crowd interactions really well. He was very respectful yeah. and um, compassionate with everyone. I agree. And he was talking about how, you know, just sometimes life can, when you don't have opportunities, you stop believing in yourself and, um, you know, kind of creating, you have to create your opportunities sometimes.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, so now we're ready for the one and the only Miss Rachel Hollis.
1: Yeah,
0: so I have ask? to say this before anything. Like everybody the event had to be seventy-five percent women. Would you say that's accurate?
1: I would say yeah, seventy-five, eighty percent women. women, yeah. Women
0: And they were all there for Rachel. They, moms. Mm-hmm. They were absolutely obsessed with Rachel Hollis. She is an icon right now for moms and women entrepreneurship and everything. So, shout out to Rachel Hollis. Yeah. Check out her book. Check out the podcast. Check her out if you're not familiar with her. But what were some takeaways? Because I wasn't there, so you have to lead us through Rachel
1: well first of all I was observing her not only like oh what 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 what's gonna be my takeaways from her talk from her speech but I was very curious as a as like evolving speaker myself like how she's able to connect with the audience so so deeply and then I realized that she was not like only motivating people like stay positive go after your dreams step out of your comfort zone but she was actually so vulnerable once again just as marcus she was sharing a, like some horrible life situations or like simple daily situations with kids and like, I'm not a mom, but I can imagine if I would be a mom, I would not be able to sit 24-7 just with my kids. You know, I would need the time to recharge, to just relax. And I think that so many moms are have this mom guilt and they are afraid to say that, you know, I'm tired from my kids. Like, I need maybe just an hour to go to yoga class or i need to go with my girls to just talk or, or i need to go to job because like i cannot stay all the time with kids and i think that that she was very vulnerable sharing that that there is no such guilt i understand it is very hard to be a mom and i think that's why when, while she's so transparent she connects very beautifully with the audience so that was my uh, first takeaway and when it comes to her speech i love that she she basically talked about three things about comparison as you know comparison is the the poison of of joy and happiness in life and so often these days especially when we have social media we start to compare ourselves with someone else's highlights on social media right? Oh, looks at that person living the perfect life. Look at those beautiful makeup and beautiful family and all of the vacations. But people often don't share about the struggles. So she uh, she just reminded everyone that don't compare yourself with someone else's highlights on social media, as well as if you are starting some journey. Don't compare your chapter first or second of someone else's chapter 20th or, or, or 40th. You know, it, it takes time. And um, not everyone is, is ascending that fast. So, and that's okay. Because we all have our different journeys and we should compare only ourselves with our past ourselves, not with other people. Um, and... Then also she mentioned the fear of failure. And I even highlighted my notes in my notebook. I love it. I will I will read it right now. You are not afraid of failure. You are afraid of them watching you fail. And this was so powerful. Like Pete, I think like often we don't realize that we are not afraid of failure. We are actually afraid of failing in front of other people's eyes and what we're gonna say and you know we will say maybe oh I told you you're gonna fail oh I told you you're not gonna succeed I told you that was a stupid idea and I have to admit I had this failure when last year I quit my job I had a lot of people supporting me but I also I had a lot of people and even like friends making comments that are you sure you are doing this? I don't think this is a good idea. I don't think this is a a legit business. Are you crazy? You're leaving this like high paying job. So, you know, and I I was a little bit afraid. I was afraid of failure, but I didn't realize that I was afraid, not afraid of failing, but I was afraid of of not succeeding in what I told I'm going to do and then people laughing at me telling me that i told you you're not this is not gonna work so i think that was very very powerful and um, the last one that she was talking about fear of success um that often we are afraid of success We, we and that stops us from reaching some certain goal or reaching uh earning certain amount of income because we've never been there and we know that with success also comes bigger responsibilities and and more problems actually the more we grow the the higher we go the more haters we will have the more uh, no-sayers we will have the more more responsibilities we will have so that was very powerful as well fear of success and from the beginning like but i can say one last note there was that she mentioned that if you want to change your life it will cost you something and the question to everyone who's listening to us right now just think for a moment what will you say no to will you say no to watching too much netflix watching too much tv Uh, sitting too much on a couch instead of going for a workout will you say no to too many uh, desserts will you say no to hanging out too often with the same people because you will decide that you need to go and network, expand your network or maybe invest more time into building your dream life so what will you say no to? that would be my last takeaway and I think it is very powerful to end with this question
0: so Austin, can you give us that one more time because we will con- end the episode on that high note because I think that's an awesome takeaway.
1: Yes. So if you want to change your life, it will cost you something. The question is, what will you say no to?
0: You guys hear that trap life? What will you say no to? What are you willing to pay the cost? to transform your life and so um, we'll leave you to consider that consider the possibilities and the avenues for your own personal alignment within your journey and we will be back for another exciting episode of the Trep Life podcast and we will have Asta back on the podcast for her own episode where we will dive deep into the life of awesome of Asta the Awesome
1: thank you